Nice. The working title. Are you standing on the mountain looking like Jesus again? This time I'm just submerged completely in the, in the water. You emerge in the water? Yeah. Oh. Amazing. <laughs> in a white robe? Are you guys twins? No. Oh. Just sisters. Yeah, you look alike. One look a little younger than the other, but you look alike. Oh, man. As soon as she asked me that, my eyes were dim. Wow, that's like asking, how old do you think I am? Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our chat line uh, on our YouTube channel, and I can respond to your questions and comments. Hake is not here today. Hake is in Texas uh, at a debate, I guess. A debate. They have some type of conference there, and he's one of the people who is participating in a couple of debates. And that's amazing to me because I remember when I first started out, I just started out doing maybe an hour radio show. One thing led to another, one thing led to another, one thing led to another. So I'm glad to see that. But uh, the anchor baby is joining it today for Hake. All right. Uh, good morning, y'all. How y'all? Did anyone listen to the anchor baby show yesterday? It did? How was it? It was good? You can say if it wasn't, it wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> How long was he on for? Like a little over an hour, I think. Oh, okay. Over an hour. Nice. Uh, so check out the Anchor Baby Show on Fridays. Anybody here for the first time? Very first time. Oh, welcome. Um, what's your name and where did you come from? I'm here for the first time. I come from France. Right on. I just know the program through YouTube, and I enjoy to see you now. Right on. Welcome. Any questions about anything, or you come a long ways? No, no, no question. Maybe later. Oh, okay. Well, welcome. And your name? My name is Peter. Peter? And I come from Berlin, Germany. Right on. She's my friend. Right on, man. And I saw you on YouTube. And followed you a little, a little bit. I'm very happy to see you live here today. Right on. Thanks for coming. All right. Any questions? Not so far. Oh, okay. Maybe later. Well, welcome. I um, I was thinking about how bad crime is in Los Angeles now. That is mind-blowing to me. Uh, there was two guys visiting from another country, and they were touring around. And I believe they were up on Melrose somewhere near Hollywood there. And they were robbed. Or they came out of a store or something and some guys went over and just robbed them. White guys. And then there was a uh, police officer um, and here in L.A. He and his girlfriend out looking for an apartment. You y'all hear about this? Looking for an apartment. And then the officer was killed while looking for the apartment. And that happened in 
East and South Central LA. This is like insane. It really is insane. And there's nothing you can do about it because they have defunded the cops or the criminal have permission now to do it. A, um, there was a woman killed in a, a, I think it's a furniture store, some kind of artsy store like on La Cienica. I mean, on uh, La Brea near Melrose. And I remember I used to visit that store. When I, I used to live up in that area, would visit that furniture store, go in and out. And so they, it was reported that this woman was working in there this week by herself. And some guy went in and killed her and just walked right out the back door down the alley. No fear for life. Normally they said they had two people in there and uh, working, but this woman was there by herself this time. It is, uh, and I totally remember that store up on La Brea. And I never imagined that this would be happening in L.A. I want to encourage you all. I suggest do what you want. And especially white people, but not only, you should watch your back when you're out there now. Because in the older days, years past, gone by, and not all, but they were telling the black people, don't rob, I mean, don't rob in their own neighborhood. Don't destroy your own neighborhood. Go to the uh, valley. Go to the suburb suburbs, and now it is starting to happen. I mean, it just, and it's going out of control. There's a rapper that I was going to, and may still have him on, the, um, the father state, and he was talking about how he was a gang member, he grew up a gang member, and all he ever heard while growing up is to rob white people, snatch the white woman purse, rob, and so that was ingrained in him, and to the point that he thought that and I'm not quoting him exactly, but he thought all white people were his enemy. But when he went to prison, and he could tell the story better than I can, it was white people who helped him get out of prison. It was white people who helped him, and he was surprised to see that. But he learned from that that not all white people were that way. And so this mentality is prevalent out there now. And because we don't have police protection, you really got to watch your back and protect yourself. You literally cannot just be walking around like you're free, like all is well. It's not. It's real serious. And these people are doing this thing, and it's, it's just insane that it's happening. And there's no outcry in L.A. about it that I see. I don't see people marching in the streets about it. So be careful when you're out and about, all right? And then another thing I want to mention to you about anger People don't understand the depths of how evil angry is. Anger is. Anybody has anger? Amazing. Okay. Uh, you don't understand how the depths of anger and that it's not you. It's not your spirit. It controls you. And every time you overreact, you find yourself doing things that you regret later. For example, this um, in Texas, and we reported on this on my show, um, um, this man and woman broke up. They had two sons. I don't know how many they had together, but the man had two sons. The guy went to pick up his son, and the woman uh, had another man at the house, of course, and the man and the woman got in an argument because the lady said, well, he's over at, sounds like he said he's at grandma's house somewhere. 
and she wanted to see him before he picked him up. And the man was like, no, no, no. You had all your time with him. My time to pick it up. So they got in this great argument about the son. And then, um, and then the other guy came out of the house. And he came out with a rifle. And he was upset too, overreacting. And he ended up shooting and killing the guy. Because when he had the rifle, he was like, oh, you got to get out of here, something like that. And the father went and grabbed the rifle, right? So both are anger, angry. Because if he had not had the anger, he would have known. That doesn't make sense that I should go grab the rifle and the guy has control and, and he's angry as well. And I was thinking, can you imagine getting up that morning, having breakfast, whatever you do, and going to pick up your son and one shot kill you? Because you overreact into a situation. And when you have anger, you can't help but overreact. You're emotional, you have fear, you have doubt, you have worry, you have no peace. Because the nature of Satan is fear. The nature of God is non-fear. And I really want to encourage you, you got to, you don't have to. You can suffer and die, right? Because God is not going to force you to overcome the anger. He's made the way. But he's not going to force you to overcome it. It is not natural to have anger. That's an abnormal way of living. It's a spirit. It's made a home in you. And you should never, it's all ego too. It feels like it's you. It sounds like you. And it reacts as though you're reacting. And as long as you identify with it, you're never going to be free. You've got to get to a point in your life where you stop overreacting to it. Is anyone here starting to see that that anger is not you, that ego is not you? Are you starting to see that now? Oh, good. Nice. Because once you really start to see that all this hell that's going on inside of you is not you, you will stop reacting. And then you will see that life will just flow through you instead of getting stuck. So how do you recognize it's not you? Thoughts are not something that I would normally have on my own. Uh, and the more I've heard you speak over the last several months that I've been paying attention more intently, I realized that when I let go of the anger, that everything I thought I was angry about was not me. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm having a little hard part of letting go is the anger I have at Looney left because uh, I'm just tired of being called racism because um, I'm a Trump supporter and things like that. Right. So you're being called racism for that? All the time. Yeah. Um, on my podcast, I interview Roger Stone and, you know, I, for the next several months. Oh, I'm a white supremacist. Uh, and so you're mad at them for doing that to you? I'm, I'm more mad that they're, they are still sons of Satan and that they're not awake yet. You are um, mad that they're a son of Satan? They, that they are, that they're not awake, that they don't understand what they're doing yet. But if you are mad that they're sons of Satan, wouldn't that make you son of Satan too? Correct. That's and, why I'm starting to let that last part of anger go. What do you mean by that? That's the only part of me that I haven't fully let go, but I'm starting to realize that it's not them that right. are doing it, that it's the influence of Satan that's making them act like that. Right, and that's why it's so important that you keep your eyes on yourself and you see that wicked battle going on in you and you will start to understand. You will get to the point 
when you understand that that same battle is happening inside of others that are outside of you. And that way, no matter what they do, they can't make you angry. Yeah. Because once they cause you to become angry, that's what they want. That's what Satan wants. And they have control of you if they can make you react to them. Yeah. And we, one thing about life, we don't have a right to judge because all the born is in, right? And so no one is better than the other. So your freedom is to know that they can't help it. Yeah. They yeah. literally cannot help it. And, and that protects you from them. All right? And let them be the way they are. I mean, they can't help it. Yeah. We all are not in control until we're born of the Father, right? Yes. And so don't be mad about it. Otherwise, they're going to make you destroy yourself. That's right. Overreaction to them. Let them call you whatever they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're offended by it, it's just your ego being offended. Yeah. I've been less offended at, you know, over the hearing it over and over when I realized uh, it's just the talking point that's always going to come when, you know, uh, they disagree because. There's no, there's no basis for their argument. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why you got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to keep your eyes on yourself. All right? Amen. And that's, that anger caused depression and all kinds of stuff. Suicide. People committed suicide thinking that it's them, that they feel suicidal, and they don't. They have so identified with that. You got to stop it. It's, you need to stop saying, I, my, my, I hurt, I this and that. It's not you. Okay. Absolutely. Why is it hard for you to overcome your uh, so long? Uh, I I would say I have I just have a difficult time seeing it when I'm in it, like, or I I should say I I'm more I've gotten used to like kind of sitting in my own. Bullshit, kind of, you know what I mean? Well, we are in church. My bad, my bad. Are um, you a millennial? No. Oh, okay. But, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just, you, you're I, tired I, made, of I made a habit out of, out of that. And, and, and like, and even, so like, even when good stuff's happening, it's like in the back of my mind, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just thinking like, you know. I can't get caught up in this good stuff because I know it's just gonna, the rugs is going to get pulled out from under me. So when good things come, Satan tell you don't get caught up with the good things because it'll be taken away. That's one way of putting it. Yeah. And then you listen to that too. Yeah. And so you say you're tired of sitting in this stuff, right? You're sick of it, right? So if you're tired of it, why not let go completely? Why not you, totally you, surrender? What do you mean by that? Um, anybody ever let go? You're tired of this human nature and you just let go? T- tell them what I mean by that, if you don't mind. Morning, Jesse. Good morning. This your first time? No, oh. third, fourth time. Oh, yeah, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, letting go, basically having faith, uh, understand that we can't control anything as far as anger, you know, anything else, just not being caught up with the good or the bad, just kind of staying in the middle and just taking everything as it comes, basically. And, again, just understanding we can't do anything. Uh, that question about anger is that the beautiful thing is that once you let anger unfold, meaning you step away and let it happen, it turns on itself. Like, the evilness turns on itself. Yeah. And then it collapses by itself. And then you're still there with that faith and that positivity of, you know, just living within the right way. Yeah. But that's... You know, when you talk about anger, it's like there's no point in having anger anymore. 
I mean, you can't control what you do, and you for for that for sure you're not gonna control what somebody else does. Yeah. Especially when they're driven by that evil nature or that spirit. So, I mean, having faith, letting go, just having faith. And to to add to that, um, um, you let go by stop fighting it. You know what I mean? You gotta. This is why. You, are you doing the silent prayer? Here, I'm not consistent. What's up then? What the? <laughs> it's not. It's a spiritual thing, right? And there's nothing any human being can do about it. Not even you. And that's why you need the light of God shining on the darkness, so that He will show you how to just let go and let it be. And then say we'll have a fit because the last thing He wants you to do is to be fed up and just say, you know what, whatever, right? And I'm telling you, it's in that moment God would take over and he'll start to fight the battle for you. But if you put any effort in it at all, you're not going to win. Because and you'll start to see, as he was saying, it's not you. We are the real us. The real person is free. Really, you are the light life, right? And the real you have no fear, no doubt, no worries, no care, no depression, no nothing. But you've identified with the darkness so much, it just feels like it's you. And so when you do the silent prayer, he will take over. He really will take over. And he will cause you to stop fighting it because you will see that it's not you. Then you shall be free. Now, that doesn't mean Satan going to give up right away. You know, because he, he is afraid of losing you. He wants your soul. Push my buttons. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely. He needs you to react. Really. He need because every time you react to any little thing, he'll wake up another demon. You know, this guy's reacting. Get up off your laser butt, go get him. Tell him something else. And he'll tell you something else. And now you double overreacting. And then he'll tell you something else. And now you he got you. And now you have to go smoke a joint. Or get drunk, <laughs> or play some music, or something to make you feel, to think that you're making yourself feel better. But you got to do the silent prayer, cause no human being can fight this battle. We can't fight it ourselves. We have to totally surrender. Have a whatever matter, right? And then you shall start living. And he will add your life. He will add on to you. He will take care of you. He will prevent you from hating your fellow man, your enemy, and especially yourself because you will see that you're not in control. Why don't you do the silent prayer? Why don't you stick with it? Um, just, uh, it, it, it just gets overwhelming really quickly for me. Just, um, I get just distracted very, very easily, and uh, that's just where I'm at right now. Um, when you say overwhelming, what do you mean? It gets overwhelming. What do you mean? Just, uh, I don't really have a quiet place to go. <laughs> so just uh, the uh, surroundings, my surroundings, um, just I, I'm trying to observe what's going on. And it's just uh, a lot of uh, reminders of, um, of, my mistakes and so it's just it, it it's just kind of just keeps 
you know, it it just gets really uncomfortable really quickly. You know what I'm saying? And when you say you don't have a place to to be quiet, you said did you say that? Yeah. Are you like? Don't you go to bed at night? Or uh, do you? Well, I. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can lay in bed and do it. Yeah. Uh, or if you're standing up and sleeping, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, I, 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 I kind of just uh, screwed up my uh, living situation, so now it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to, um, yeah, whatever. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, okay. Um, but you were doing so well before. What happened? If you can say, if in person, don't say it. No, no, I. I I, I I I took for granted when things were going well. I took it. For, I took those. I took that for granted and didn't continue to push myself to to go further. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Just kind of resting you, on my laurels, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? How so, do you feel about that now? feel foolish about it. Like, you feel foolish about it? Yeah. Like, um, Do you know what the old biblical question is for this last week? I don't. Um, what do you call your decision making? What do you call your decision making? Not good. <laughs> Somebody said bad? <laughs> oh, last week. What? Yeah, what do you call your bad decision making? Thank you. I, 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 never, I, never, point I haven't considered. Question. I haven't considered that. Like, yeah, not what. what yeah, you know, I haven't considered what. This to is why call. you gotta. This is another reason you gotta uh, do the silent prayer. I mean, you don't have to, but you should because God has made a way, right? Really, and all is really well. But if you identify with ego, if you identify with the world, you got to think all is not well, and it's gonna drag you down. But really, all is well. It really is. Um, so you haven't even considered that the decision making that you did, the bad ones. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've, I've always sort of been my own worst enemy, my own harshest critic, and so it's just, it, it, it and and I, I, I can't really say that I, I've made um, too many decisions recently that I'm proud of. Um, and so it's just, it's, I, I, I don't know, I haven't really thought about, you know, what I would call that, you know. If you do your, if you were to stick with the prayer, and I just, you know, it's up to you. I've been doing it for 32 years now, nonstop, thank God, right? If you do your prayer, you're going to see that you have never made a decision in your whole life since walking on this earth. You have not made one decision. It's impossible for human beings to make decisions. Do y'all see that? It's okay to fellowship. Be happy. <laughs> it's warm outside today. You you have never made a decision. I'm starting to see that a bit. Uh, just with, um, I, I, I've I've always been pretty good at observing, and, and just observing other people, seeing what's. And and um, and then you know seeing and then 
you know, when you see something in other people and sometimes it's easy to, sometimes to, it's easier to see how I can act the same way or a similar manner. Um, so it's just, but you shouldn't compare yourself to that either. One of the worst things on top of many things, one of the worst things you can do in life, write it down. Don't forget. The worst thing you can do in your life is try to be like someone else. Really. It's a, it should be the number one sin in the book. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you got to be you. You got to be you with the personality God made you. You got to be you. And everybody else has to be themselves. It, it's like when I, we were building this radio network, right? And one of the things I tell the guys, I don't want you to be like me. Don't sound like me. Sound like you. Be you. And that shines through better than anything else, right? Because what I've noticed about people that I hadn't noticed before, it's so easy for them to pick up other people's personalities. They'll walk around sounding like the preacher or the, the uh, musician or, or somebody else, and they lose their identity. They sound just like the preacher. And they have lost, and they don't see that they've lost their identity. Even when I was in the fallen state growing up in Alabama, that was forbidden. You have to be yourself. You have to treat people the way you like to be treated and live your life, work, and take care of yourself. Never, ever, ever, ever it's stupid to be like somebody. Can't you hear you sound like somebody else? <laughs> like, are you that in the dark that you're walking around Thinking you know it, I, and you don't recognize, hey, I'm sounding like Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using the same words. I'm sounding just like him. Where's me? Have you ever noticed that about yourself? You got to be yourself, man. Don't, don't, you can't look at someone else and want to be them. You can appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, nothing like seeing someone being themselves. You can appreciate that, but don't say, oh, I want to be like that. You want to be you. All right? Yeah. So, but you got to do the silent prayer. And so, do you want to take a stab at what do you call your bad decision making? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Anything will help. I, I guess Satan. I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what else to call You call your know. bad decision making Satan? I mean, I, I don't know what else. I, I, I can't really think of anything else right now. So. Okay. We're going to get you free today, and this time you're going to stay on track. All right? Okay. Let me talk to this young lady. How are you? I'm good. How, no woman is good. <laughs> All is well. What do you call your bad... How old are you? 21. Oh, okay. What do you call your bad decision-making? This is why y'all need to keep your eye on yourself. God wants you to think about these things, right? Not what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep, what kind of jobs you're going to have or not have, uh, how much money you have or don't have, who your friends are or not. Think, stay present. Have you, uh, what do you call your, have you ever made a bad decision? Yes. And what did you call it when it happened? What did you call it at the time? Silly. Silly? You're like, wow, I just made a silly bad decision. <laughs> I'm silly. Unnecessary. So what? Unnecessary. Unnecessary. So you call it silly or unnecessary. 
And what do you realize from it when you call it that? That it was, there was no reason to make that decision in the first place. Oh, okay. And does that help you? Not really. Not really? <laughs> you just go and make another one, huh? Just don't make the same one again. Yeah. yeah. Over and over. Are you surprised you make the same one over and over again? I don't usually. You, you don't make the same one over again? I try not to. And do you? No. No? You just make a new bad decision? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Isn't that like amazing? <laughs> Do you know you could get old doing that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> old people doing that. Mm-hmm. It's like old people don't grow up either. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, who would have respond? The bad decision. What do you call it? Yes, sir. Time, which is completely wrong because they're not mistakes because we actively made the decision. You call it a mistake? At the time, but so, I, now I call it weak. So when you do it, you say, oh, I made a mistake? I think we all have said that most of our times that we've... How about when you say we are, there's some other people... Weak. Talking? No, no uh, I think almost universally when we make a bad decision, we all say, oh, we made a mistake. How about you? No, I, I used to say that. Now I say I'm weak. You say, oh, I made a bad decision. No, no. Now I, when weak. I say I make a bad decision, I say I was weak. And does that help? Yes. In what way does it help? Because it's the truth. You know, it wasn't a mistake because a mistake is I tripped on the floor. You know, consciously choosing to do something or even subconsciously choosing to do something is not a mistake. It's an action. Oh, okay. Amazing. The young lady in front of you want to tell me, what do you call your bad decision making? Yeah, I was thinking uh, weak. I guess I would say when I made bad decisions that I you, felt I was you weak. You say to yourself, oh, I'm weak. Yeah. You say that? Well, that I'm not sure I understand the question, but that's oh. how I would evaluate you, it. Have you ever made a bad decision? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and I, I make the same ones over and over again. I do make the same ones. You again. make the same ones over yeah. and over again. Yeah, and, and I would and say ca- judging myself as weak does not has not helped me. <laughs> <laughs> it just made you weaker, huh? Yeah. And so, why do you make the same one over and over and over again? See, I told you, old people. <laughs> what? Not that she's old. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> not that she's old, but they get older. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? You say you make them over and over and over again. Why do you do that? Um, I want you to, while we are having this conversation, listen to what Satan is saying about the conversation. He's talking to you right now, trying to give you answers, trying to make you think this or that about it. Right? So just pay attention. Yeah. But go ahead. I think because uh, when you're trying to be a good person, um, and then you judge yourself as, oh, I, I was weak, and so I, all I need to do is just be a good person, and then I won't be weak anymore. And you just keep proving to yourself over and over again that there's no such thing as a good person. You know, so I'm, trying to make yourself good did not work. Right. Trying so to be a good person makes you just keep repeating your same mistakes over and over again. Did you stop trying to make yourself good? I think I, I've started to learn. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I mean, I'm in that process. 
And you, you've helped me with that a lot. And when you say you're in the process, what do you mean? Um, of catching myself with that thought process of, okay. of tr- playing God. Because when you're trying to be a good person, you think that you could be God, basically. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or that goodness comes from you, you know, yeah. or that you're the creator of goodness. And you're not, it can only come from you know, from God to It's you. like you're standing on a mountain in a white robe looking like Jesus <laughs> with your arms out to the world. <laughs> um, are you doing the silent prayer? You staying with the prayer? I do. It's important to me. You're going to ask me if I do it every morning and every night, and I'm going to have to say no. Wow. But, but, I, but, I, but, I, <laughs> but I'm doing better than I ever have about once a day, you know, and I'm, and I'm not going to let it go. So when you do it about once a day mm-hmm. and God reminds you that you should pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. you're like, you know what, I'm doing the best I could here. <laughs> <laughs> about once a day. And God says what? <laughs> What does God say about me doing once a day? Yeah, when you tell, when you say, you know what, I told you to pray without ceasing. And, and I understand now because Satan never stops. Uh-huh. He really, he doesn't stop. You could be in there washing dishes, he'll tell you to throw them out the window. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you'll want to throw them out. Yeah. But so yeah. since Satan ne- and his little demons never stop, yeah. doesn't it make sense that you want to stay in the light and grow in the light? Yes. It yes. does make sense. Yes. And does it make sense that when you don't do the prayer, you're losing that connection from the light, going back yes. into the darkness? Yes. But yeah, that's not enough right. to make you stay with the prayer. <laughs> <laughs> this is so amazing. Well, it's people are mess. It's, an, it's enough to make me sure that that's the way to go. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna abandon that path. You know, like I'm sure that that's the way to go. Right. I don't know why it's, I mean, I ask myself a lot why a lot of us probably compare ourselves to you because you said you asked God to to let you see yourself. Right. And then it was just like that, like the, you know, being baptized by the Holy Spirit and you're born again and you never turned back. And most of us don't have that. But Most when, of us are looking for that, but we don't ever get that. And then when you, you kind of reach you, a point where you're like, doesn't God want me, you know? Does God want you? Because uh, because Not I really. would I would ask. <laughs> but but we can we all want it. that moment where you're like baptized by the Holy Spirit and, and nothing ever troubles you again. But because most of he us take just away don't the fear, that. he take away the anger. Uh-huh. And once he changed that heart from anger to love, it is impossible to turn back. Because now you are born of the Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. You no longer have anger in your heart. So you're no longer judging yourself or your fellow man. And so you literally don't have any other choice. Mm-hmm. It, like, you, once you're born of your mother, you can't go back into your mother's womb, right? Mm-hmm. You can't? No. <laughs> Did you say, uh-huh? No, I, I, uh-huh, I agree with you. Oh. <laughs> you Likewise, once you're born of the spirit of the heart, you cannot be unborn again. It's impossible. Once you're born of the spirit of the father, you cannot go back. No matter what happens, you have, there's not even a choice. Once you're truly born of, the, of love, real love and not fake love, mm-hmm. not emotional love, you cannot go back. Even if Satan trying to tell you, you know what, you need to go back. 
there's nothing in you that can go back. You have no other choice but to live. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. And, but the heart got to be changed from anger because that's the nature of Satan. That's what this young man is talking about. It's driving him nuts. Yeah. And he thinks that it's hell, but it's not. But the heart needs to be changed from anger. Yeah. And most people don't believe that you can live a life free of anger because they don't truly believe in God. Yeah. They don't truly believe in him. I was thinking the other day when I was a kid, I used to hear about these things that ask God whatever you want, he'll do it, and blah, 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 right? And so I've mentioned this story several times. I remember walking down down the road. And speaking of down the road, we know, there used to be bright stars in the in the clouds yeah, at night. You ever seen that? The clouds, the the darkness would be full of stars and things like that, walking down the road. But uh, this one bright day, I asked God, you know what? If you're real, let it rain right now. Let it rain, and it just start raining. Really, it really did. And I remember thinking about that. And then I remember, okay, that's cool. <laughs> And then I'm like, wow. And then one day, another time, I was walking down the road, and I asked, okay. And I was going to be specific this time so I could make sure that it was him doing it. So I said, all right. Not quite like, all right, right. But I thought about it. I'm like, let it thunder in the west. And it thundered. No cloud, no rain. And I've noticed that everything I've asked him for, I have received. And it just build my faith, right? It get it caused me to get. But you gotta be sincere. You gotta stay with it. You gotta let him become your expert, not me, your preacher, not me, your everything. You gotta totally surrender. Then he will change your heart to love. You still have anger. I do. Yes. You do. <laughs> yeah. And why is it so hard to let it go for you? You went and forgave your parents, right? No. <laughs> well, no wonder. You did not, yeah. You did not go forgive your parents, right? I never got it in me what I, if I knew of like resentment that I had for them. Oh, okay. Then, but I, but I couldn't do it just because Jesse says so, right? That's it had right. to somehow make sense to me, and it just I never did it when I he allowed me to see yeah. that that was holding because I I was like this young man said I was just fed up with trying to be a Christian, trying to change my life, doing what the preacher said to do. It didn't work. Read the Bible, whatever, right? It didn't work. So I'm like, you know what? I can't change myself. I'm yeah. done. And that's when it started to change. Let me see myself. Let me understand. And things start to change. So you have no resentment toward either parent? Not that I can figure out. They, I, to me, my problem is not, my, is not the you know, past resentments. I'm just a person that's just really in my head. I'm just thinking, 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 and, and want to figure out the world all the time. It's so, you know, it's just like part of my personality, I feel, that I was born with, that I'm just always in you the... Think, you think you were born with that? Yeah. So that's your personality? Yeah, because I feel like I was, you know, four years old looking out the window thinking, what does it all mean? You know, <laughs> like, I just always wanted to figure out, so you figure think, everything out. you think that's your personality that you were born with? Yeah. 
Do you know everybody in the world had that same personality? And there's not one that don't have it. I don't think everybody does. Everyone does. Everybody born in sin live in their head. They have fear. They have doubt. They're trying to make things happen. They think they can figure it out. Everyone. So you're not alone. I'm sorry. Okay. You're not special. I'm not special. <laughs> Everyone. I mean, a horrible thing that happened around the world because of anger. Mm-hmm. Because the parents were not perfect. And the kids grew up angry. So you're not the only one. Say lying to you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't think I'm the only one. No, not but by a long time. But shot. I think. Everyone in this room has it. I believe everyone in this room has it. Everyone That's why they're the here. <laughs> everyone outside the room. And see where you're making your mistake. Number one, you're not doing the prayer without ceasing, right? But number mm-hmm. two, you identify with I say in my head, I did this, I did that, when it's, just, it's not you yeah. at all. Yeah. But you're naming and claiming yeah. it. And life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. What you say is what you will become. Yeah. Yeah. You're claiming evil. I see that. It's almost like being, a, you know how they're, what does, to be an atheist, what does that mean? To be an atheist? You know, I hear men and women saying that they're atheists. Yeah. What does that mean? That you don't believe in the existence of God. Right. But they do believe in the existence of devil, of evil, because they are worshiping their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And they are worshiping their emotions. Mm-hmm. They are worshiping fear. Mm-hmm. They are worshiping their thoughts, so... Uh, they're no different than an atheist. Mm-hmm. Because whether you like it or not, you believe in one God or the other. You're not yeah. on your own. Yeah. You're just like an atheist. But you got to stop. It's not you. It's just pretend to be you. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. And the way you, we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Because I've said a thousand times how to do it, but yet people won't do it. They won't pray. They won't do it. Any questions about that or anything? So your parents may know they were perfect. (laughs) Every time time you talk to me, we have the same conversation. And you tell me the same thing? Yes. And you're about to tell me the same thing again? Yes. All right. We're about to have the whole conversation all over. Well, let's not repeat it. Yeah. (laughs) So you really examine yourself to see if you had any, any they didn't irritate you. Or every day you was happy as a lark. a lark. Growing up, what's a lark? I don't know what it is, it sounds nice. Yeah, Lark. Larks can be happy. I asked Chris, the engineer, what does he, what do, what does he call, what do, what does he call his bad mistakes? He like, I call them yikes. <laughs> like, that's so white, huh? <laughs> yipes. Isn't that like white? I can't even see a black person making a mistake and go, yipes. <laughs> but, okay. All right, well, just suffer until you're ready. Okay. That's all, because that's what's going to happen. Anytime you feel shy, or anytime you feel anything, that's evil. That's abnormal, and that's evil. People say, I'm afraid to get up and speak in front of the public. The real you are not afraid. It's just you have identified with this false you. And that's what's afraid. I, uh, and you think that is you. Isn't that so amazing when you really just hearing the freedom in that, right? 
It can happen for you, folks. It really, really can. But you got to operate from love now instead of anger. Because in love, which is the nature of God, is none of that stuff. It doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I know. I just feel like for some people, it maybe it can happen incrementally. Because I'm looking back over the past two years. And, oh. and I made so many changes, you know. I mean, I'm, uh, my relationship is so much stronger and better than it you know we don't fight anymore when you mentioned that about shyness i'm thinking back to you know things that i I haven't thought about for two years how uh how sort of introverted and pulled into myself i used to feel coming across a stranger talking to the cashier at the checkout and and i and i'm not and i'm you know just realizing i don't feel those things anymore i do feel more like me i do feel um uh happier than I've ever been and I do you know believe that all is well you know (laughs) I really believe it and I and everything that you say like I see it I I see that that's all true about not being God and not playing God and about the anger and I I I get it it's it's just not happening for me like the spirit rains down on me it's just happening bit by bit you know it's happening bit by bit. Yeah, it's a it growing. It's a you know you need growing it to go into faster. It. Do I want it to go faster? Uh, it's happening bit by bit. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I can't tell you that I'm completely without anger. I can't right. say that. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that I that I'm suffering because I'm feel better than I ever have right ever on. in my life. Nice. So I'm not suffering, and when I am angry, I see it, and it and it doesn't. Um, it doesn't overtake me in a way that that then I I make my husband suffer or I you know. Um, I bet your husband is happy now. Yeah, I think he's happier. Yeah. <laughs> like, Back off. <laughs> nice. Okay. But I just can't say I'm totally without it. That's all. Can it still anybody comes say up. anybody here has no anger ever ever no matter what? Really nice. What is that like for you to, let me find, for you, what is that like to have no anger ever, no matter what? What does, is that um, like for, for me, you? it's recent. Last year, <clears throat> around Christmas time, the week of Christmas, I got really sick, really, really sick. And all the hell came out. Like, I was so angry. And um, th- I was so sick. I was so weak. I couldn't do anything. It wasn't that I was angry at any particular person I was just angry that I was sick because I hadn't been sick in a long time and I couldn't go to work and I had people depending on me because it was the week of Christmas and then and I have been doing I have to say the silent prayer does work when I started out I just started I wouldn't even necessarily do it every morning every night I would just do it when I had a moment to be quiet and be still it could be in the middle of the day. And then at first, like all these thoughts are rushing and I'm like, Jesse said, is everything is going to be okay. You just got to do the silent prayer. And I'm like, I'm doing the silent prayer, but <laughs> it's not, you know, everything isn't coming together. So I, I agree with her that it does take time. So 
when I was so sick to the point that I was angry and sick and I just gave up, I just like, and I went into the silent prayer and I was just laying there, just like letting go of everything. And once I let go, it's just, it's completely changed. Um, I haven't had anger since then. And because I've been doing the silent prayer and I've been aware of my thoughts or the thoughts that are not mine, um, even with the question of like the bad decision making, now I can say that I don't even have to make decisions and it's so freeing because I just let go and let God. So it is so freeing. It frees up like, and now even when I'm doing the silent prayer and thoughts start to come in, I'm like, that's so irrelevant. That doesn't mean anything. Like, it's just, it's, it's amazing. No, (laughs) she's right. You could live a life without making one decision. Not one. Satan makes your decisions for you for now, but once you come out of that darkness, all decisions are made by God. It's as clear as day. And it's so amazing to live that way. Can you imagine living a life and not having to make decisions? <laughs> and knowing that you never made one anyway? That those things you've been into were not from you. And that's why they don't work. They do not work. And so when you truly, truly know that, there, there are no worries. You don't worry about, oh, I got to go back and repair this or fix this or whatever, right? Because not, it's not going to be made by you. People don't under, understand the depths of how much God loves us. You got to think about this. God loves us that he sent his son and his son suffered everything that we have to go through so that we it'll be a little easier for us. Had not that happened, you would really be catching hell all the time, every day, no matter what. Even when you out of it, you'll still be catching hell. But he made it. And just as he went through it, we got to go through it. But we got to go through it. Uh, we got a way where we go through it a little easier because of what he did. But you got to go down in the depths of hell and let it go. And, and rise again, you shall have life. But if you're trying to control that, prevent that from happening, you're just going to be a walking dead person. In your head, worried, scared, anticipating, all kind of crap. And salvation come at the twinkling of an eye. When you truly see that you have anger because he revealed it to you, not because I said it, but because he revealed it, right? When you truly see that you have anger and you see that, this is what happens to me. I'm just a witness to what happened to me. When I truly saw that I had anger by him, because I said, you know, let me see myself. What's going on here? I can't change. He allowed me to see that I had anger. And in that, I felt so a sense of sadness about that because I can see that I was wrong for resenting my mother who tried to turn me away from my father. He was impatient. And I realized she couldn't help it. I just realized that. He caused me to realize that. And in, in that very moment, my heart changed. Because even when I went to my mother to forgive her, say, I'm sorry for resenting you, Satan was telling me, because I was a brand new born baby, right? Satan would tell me, oh, don't do it. She's going to yell at you. She's this. And I, and I believed it. I was still believing the thought thing. But I couldn't help but go. I had no other choice. I knew I needed to go and forgive. And 
when I walked in, they were, she and her sister were laughing and family sitting around laughing and playing and having fun. And Satan said, not now. You're going to mess up her vacation. But I couldn't help it. I was like, hey, I need to talk to you. Let's go in the room. I didn't call my mother mother. I called her by her first name. Everybody called their mother mother, right? A mama or something, right? I called my grandmother that. But I knew I couldn't help it. I had no other choice. There was like no other choice. So I called her in the room. And I said that I wanted to just let you know all my life I've been resenting you. I've hated you because you was mean. You tried to keep me away from my father. And I just thought you were very nasty and mean, right? Mean to me. And to my surprise, she apologized. She's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know I did that to you. And then she told me about her life. And exactly what she did to me was her mother did to her. And I thought my grandmother was an angel sent by God. <laughs> if anyone had told me, if my mother had told me when I was a teenager or a young kid that grandma is bad, grandma hurt her or whatever, right? I would have beat my mother up. You know how you want to protect mama, right? But I saw grandmama more as my mother says she raised me. But I would not have believed that. Because good like grandma was the best. She was spoiling me. She was making me work. She was taking care. But when she said it to me, it made sense. Because I had already gone through that with her. But I left that room and have not looked back in speaking to my mother. But even before I went there, he had taken the anger away from me, right? And so that's when I, I had no other choice. It's so nice, but you got to keep your eyes on yourself. You got to keep your eyes on yourself. And you got to keep, I'll write down something I want to tell you. You got to keep that straight and narrow path. Wide road leads to destruction. And most people take the wide road. Oh, they'll say they're on the straight and narrow, right? But it's, they are so easy to distract it. Satan put something on you, you're gone. But on that straight and narrow path, you don't look back because there is no back. You don't look forward because there is no forward. You don't look to the left or you don't look to the right. You keep the straight and narrow, you can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong. But you got to stay on the straight and narrow. And you'll be there by yourself, but God is with you. You're never alone. Isn't that like amazing? amazing. You got to stay the straight and narrow path. So if you get drunk one night, stone drunk, and you didn't do the prayer, you know, whatever, right? And don't wake up the next morning and Satan tell you, you know, you're such a bad person. You're an awful person. You got drunk last night. What about the silent prayer, right? If you fall for that, you'll get off the straight and narrow. You really will. That's not you telling you that. God knows. God knows us better than we know ourselves. Have you ever thought about that? God knows us better than any human being on earth knows us. And he loves us. So don't judge yourself if you get high. Try to avoid it, of course. Don't just jump in the bottle or jump in the whole pile of weed. Does weed still come in little bags? <laughs> I don't think it comes in little bags anymore, right? <laughs> no? How y'all weed come now? You don't know how you get it? Oh, to the boss, yeah. But, you know, of course try to resist it, but if you get too heavy, don't judge yourself. You're not God. You're not God. You got to stop playing God. 
Let me take here first, Raymond, then. I've thought about the whole thing as to whether or not I have anger or that I don't have anger. And I raised my hand where he said, do you, who has anger? And I raised my hand who doesn't have anger because I realized. You both times? Yeah, I, because I've, I actually have started to understand the difference. Whereas I don't have anger. Me, I do not have anger. But there's anger around me. There's all these things trying to poke at me, trying to make me angry. And I've noticed sometimes I will fall for it. And even we'll be in an argument with my girlfriend or something, and she'll try to snap me out of it by saying, you're being a woman. You're being a woman right now. And I'll realize in that moment, but sometimes it'll take a while to realize, and then I'll realize So when she tell you that you're being a woman, that's not enough to make so, you stop Sometimes it? it is, sometimes it isn't. Wow. But I'll have to calm down or go take a walk or whatever, and then I'll realize that wasn't me. Yeah. What is me is the part of me that is the... The, the following God that's all, I'm always doing the right thing, that actually is me. And the other parts that are trying to manipulate me and make me think, oh, you have anger, you have anger, that's just pushing me further into judgment about myself. And yeah. when I go into the silent prayer, I'll be silent enough to where I let the thoughts disappear. And then all of a sudden, magically, I'll get a, a, a inspiration for what I need to do because I, I work at home. And then I'll be working and working, and then I'll be thinking about what do I have to do next. And then I will hear the voice of the Father saying, don't stop praying. Don't stop being in the silent prayer. Turn off the music. Go do your work. Focus on it. And I'll realize that is me. Because then I'll get my best ideas. I'll be working on the, the most awesome stuff that I've ever done. And it's not me even making the work that I'm doing. It's God through me. And so I think that anyone who's uh, struggling with, oh, I still have anger. No, you don't. If, oh, if I forgave my mom, it didn't work. It did work. You just have to continue the prayer because when you go to the silent prayer, you'll still feel the pain. Well, one thing about truly not having a spirit of anger because anger is a spirit. You know that, right? And anyone who has anger is possessed. You're possessed, and you're not in control. You're controlled by that spirit. Because if you were in control of that, you would get rid of anger. You would just pull it out and throw it away. Because you see that it's not doing anything good for you, right? But it's a spirit. And once that spirit is taken away from you, and you no longer have it, there's no doubt about it. There's no questions about it. You just see you're not angry. And when issues happen in life, you know, you notice that you're not overreacting to it. The world going crazy, but you're not because you don't have that motivation of the spirit of darkness that will make you uh, react to it. So once you over anger, once it's taken away, you're going to know it. You don't even have to wonder about it. You will see that you don't have it. And you won't get in your head, be worried. And even when Satan, because he will still try to tempt you to be angry or overreact, right? But you could see him coming. You know, in the Bible, I believe it says, get be behind me or something like that, Satan. Something like that, yeah. Is that what you say? Get behind me, Satan. Yeah, something like that. You could see him and be done with him. And then if you do, when you're first born of the Father, right, if you do get caught up in your head, you know your inner head. You know that's not you. You would know and you would relax 
just relax and let that pass. It may stay there for a minute and you feel the pain of it. And it's not you feeling the pain, it's the ego. It's that not you. And the ego is all about me, me, me. What I feel, what I think, don't hurt me. Be nice to me, right? It's all about ego, it's all about self. You would know that that's what that is as you're growing in, in the light, right? But you'll be able to relax through it because you would, and you would know not because Jesse said it, but because you can see that it's the darkness. And Satan will tell you, oh, you have, you have hate, but you won't, you won't have it. He would tell you, oh, you can't this and you can't that. You won't believe it. Because now you're with the Father. He's changed your heart to his nature. And he's cleaning up the house. He's taking care of you. All by himself, we can do nothing. And that's another thing I realize. Most people don't really believe that they don't know anything. They, let me talk to my friend back there in the back. I see his worries right now. No, you. Are you 100% convinced that you don't know anything? Um, and, yeah, definitely. And so why do you still worry? I, I don't. I've gotten a lot better with that. Oh, good. Yeah. When you say you got better, you don't worry at all anymore? I can't. I, I'm not as much as I used to. Um, and what caused you to worry the little times that you do now? What is what is causing that? Uh, I think it's just... Um, it's a sense of like not feeling prepared or like not not feeling like equipped to take on like an issue that's coming my way or like not being able to see around the corner or it's just it's just that kind of unex- like that not knowing what's what's going to happen next type of feeling. But that's what faith is, right? Not that's knowing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why he wants you to live right in eternal life, right here with him, instead of trying to fix it or not knowing what's going to happen. And what has happened doesn't exist anymore. And so you shouldn't even be concerned one iota of trying to fix it. Because you can't. But he will for you. So you got to be comfortable in living and not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring. It doesn't exist. It's an illusion, right? And just stay here. You wouldn't worry at all about anything at any time. What? No, no, I'm, I'm taking it in. Yeah. yeah. And even with that, it's not you that's making you, oh, you don't know how this is going to happen, how this is going, what's going to turn out right. If you get to see that that is not you, that's the ego that you have identified with, it can't even trick you to make you think it's not going to turn out well. Right. But if you think one iota that you worried about how things are going to turn out, you're going to lose. It's just my, my the thing I wrestle with is just, it's like we 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 still need to kind of operate in this world, right? And you will. Yeah. To trust in God doesn't mean you're not going to operate in this world. You just won't be of the world. Right. The ego will die, so you won't be of the world. You won't be motivated by the darkness and imagination, and you won't be motivated by the darkness and outside of you and other people. So you'll be in the world, but not motivated by it at all, one way or another. Right, right. So you'll be able to function, man. What the? <laughs> no, I know so that. So you think that like... to have faith in God means you won't function in the world? No, it's it's like I get I, I've I've I definitely believe in like I I that 
whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And that's just, that's just how God, that's his will, right? Good, bad, or ugly. It's just, that's, that's what's what he laid out for us. Um, He's only going to allow you to go through what you need to go through. Right. Did y'all know that? You only go to go through in life what you need to go through. That's all he will let happen to you. He will let you go through what you need so you can see and overcome it. It'll wake you up. And so he's not going to put anything on you. Just think about that. He's not going to put anything on you that you don't need. Because some people have real hard heads and they need something to wake them up, right? And so he's not going to let you put anything on you that you don't need. You can handle all things because it's only what you need. Amazing, huh? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> this is why I want you guys and ladies to stay with the prayer. To stay on thyself. Know thyself. And stop making human beings your God. People run from one God to another to another. Oh, I believe in God. But you believe in physical leaders. You believe in experts. You believe in preachers and teachers and psychologists and counselors. You're crazy. That's crazy. That's insane. Now that's what you call insane. And once in a day, I have to reflect on my life. Even when I was in a fallen state, growing up at home, and when I moved out here, I never had a leader. It didn't even make sense. It, I would have been put back in slavery. <laughs> really, in my mind. Yeah. But uh, this is why you got to watch, man. Become the observer. And you're doing the silent prayer, right? Uh, I've been doing it every day. Can't say I've been doing it twice a day, but it's, I've been much more consistent with it. It's, I'm noticing it's like night and day with... Uh, every morning, every night? Not every morning, not every night. Isn't that amazing? And so, and it's not to make you all do it. Yeah. It's an encouragement. This is fellowship. So y'all can wake up and come alive. It's not a test, but it's a fellowship, right? The only reason I'm encouraging you to do it because I can see it's the right way to go because nobody can help you, right? And you can't help yourself. And he loves us enough that he will take over. He will literally cause you to surrender. And that's why he only put on you what you need. Because really that's supposed to bring you to letting go completely. Just whatever. You know what I'm saying? And he will cause that to happen, but you got to stay with him. Because Satan is always trying to pull you away from him. Did you, you still working that job? They didn't let you go or anything, right? No, I'm still... Um I'll explain after. Oh, okay. I don't want to broadcast it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, nice. See, don't worry. Anyone who worries don't believe in God. You really don't. Anyone who gossip don't believe in God because you have no love. Anyone that get off that straight and narrow path, you don't believe in God because once you heart, your heart is changed, you can't get off the path. You really cannot get off. And I'm a witness to that. You cannot get off. And I used to be a real beta male. When I broke up with a girl, I had to drive up and down the freeway from L.A. to Santa Barbara on a Sunday morning, playing grooving on a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Now, that's bad. Tears everywhere. Anybody ever done that? Isn't that like weak? You know something wrong. 
or the ladies that go break up with the guy and the guy don't want her anymore, he's taking advantage of her, use her, now she want to break out his window. She's over at his house at night trying to break his car windows, the, the lights out. Right, ladies? Any of y'all ever done that? <laughs> don't do it. You're still young, don't you? <laughs> but that's insane. That's what you call insanity. Because you made the human being your God. May not even realize it, but that's what it is. You break up with somebody, it's, oh, okay, thank you. That was nice. <laughs> Bye. It, didn't, it wasn't meant to be. But if you make it your God, it's not going to be easy. We can live freely. We can be free on this earth. Really. But you must be willing to stand alone and keep that straight and narrow path. All right? It's up to you. Any questions about anything? Yeah. Stay out of your head, man. All right? Um, oh, yeah. Okay, then I'll come to you. This is about the... Uh, what do you call your bad decision making? Let me write bad in here. <laughs> Chris is, I mean, Nick is in the back, so he can't help me. He's taking James' place back there. What do you call your bad decision making? My ego. A part of my, uh, a part of my personality that refuses uh, no, anything in the fact question. that I'm okay. God. What? I'm sorry. A part of my, uh, uh, personality that always want to play God. And so when you make a bad decision now you say, wow, that's my ego? That, uh, that is mostly me. I made a, cho- a choice because I wanted to play God at that moment. That's real. That's real true. Very true. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Did I see your hand? Yeah. Oh, right here. Let me take here and then I come. I saw you a while back. Thank you, Raymond. Deep. Yes. Um, would you say that God would not allow you to make the wrong decision? Because you would see, oh, once you return to the Father, just think about it, you're in the light, right? And you would only see the right things, the right decision. It, it'll be, you know how Satan makes decisions for you in the darkness, right? And you are not making them, but it seems like you are. Likewise, in the light, it would be the same way. And then everything that he has in store for you would come out of the nowhere into existence. And you, you'll look around one day and you'll go like, wow, where did this come from? Really, when I look at this building, for example, I'm thinking, wow, that's amazing. Because I don't have sense enough to run a business. I really don't. But it's because he's got him. He's causing it to happen. So life would seem easier. It will become easier. Once you let go, you surrender. He said, my ways are easy, right? My burdens are light. Absolutely become easy. Because you're letting go from the darkness into the light. Life will become easier. Just like right now in your head, life is heavy. Right? But it'll become easier. Are you doing a silent prayer? Uh, Not enough. And why not? Um, I guess I just, I get distracted by what? Um, things going on in life, and and it instead of putting that first, it 
it gets put um, second, third, fourth, and then I forget to do it. This is why most people are taking the wide road. Only a few are going to stay on their straight and narrow. I've come to see that. Only a few. Most people are going that wide road that leads to destruction. Because they can either take them off. Distraction. The best thing you to do for yourself and the worst thing to Satan is to be quiet. Really, to be quiet. He needs you to be active. If you doubt me, today, sometime today, before you go to bed or whenever, right? Go in your room. Turn off everything. Shut the door so your neighbors don't mess with you. And sit there. And you can even do it with your eyes open. Just sit there and look around. And, you know, just relax, but with nothing. Say what makes you want to jump out the window. It's like he's going to come through you. He cannot handle that. He does not. He wants you to be distracted. He wants to keep your attention. He wants stuff going on. So you will not stop. And so, because it would kill the ego. You would see this thing in you and you would know, well, I know this is not me. You would see it's not you. Once you start seeing that you're not the ego, that's where life began for you. Because God's on the inside, right? Not on the outside world. He's on the inside. He's above too. And he'll shine the light down on you as well and from within, right? But he's in us and he's above us. Everything is in hell. That's why you should never, ever, 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 but never, 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 ever, as long as you walk this earth, never, 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 can I do one more never, <laughs> never reach outside for the answer. Never reach outside of you for the answer. It's not there. It is, if it is not pointing you back to you, let it go. You can lift up holy hands until the cows come home. You can quote the scriptures until you're black and blue in the face. You can give tithe and offering. You can volunteer. If you reach outside, it's over. Another thing, so we, and I understand it. It doesn't make sense that you're afraid of other people. There are people who are afraid of people. They feel shy or scared in front of people because they're concerned about what the people think about them. What they, you know that's ego. Just think about that. Just think about that. You're concerned of what others think about you. You know you're weak and pathetic. The next time you are concerned, go beat yourself. Really, beat yourself. Because you deserve a whooping. Grown people... Concerned about what another person think. Really, just smoke on that. This is one time you smoke weed. <laughs> when you really, and I'm playing, don't smoke weed. Because somebody get high and they'll blame me for that. Really, I'll be blamed for that. Well, he, the preacher said get high. Smoke on it, right? No, don't do that. But the next time you feel insecure around someone else, just look at yourself. What's wrong with me? This is stupid. This is just another human being dealing with the same darkness and the light, going through the same thing. Why am I insecure around the person? Just think about it. This is why you got to keep an eye on yourself. When you talk to people, you should be able to look at folks and talk to them. Don't look down. Don't look away. Look at them. It's just a human being. 
either overcomes the fallen state or has overcome. But it's still just a human being. Let me sense. Okay. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Oh, so do the silent prayer, man. There's no such thing as to, it want to distract you, right? Don't allow it to happen. Seek first the kingdom of God in his right way and all shall be added. You got to put him first. If you don't put him first, somebody else or something else is first in your life. And that's your God. A lot of men, when they go to court, and then I, I'm talking real fast because I'm going to end on time so y'all don't call me black. Um, they lose their children right in divorces cases and other cases. They go to court. The judge say, okay, the mother got the kids, right? And then when the mother get the kids, she control how you see them or not, right? But you spent all your money in court trying to get the kid. Knowing that the mother ain't going to let you see the kid anyway. That's because the kid is too important to you. Who was that guy, Frankie, in the Bible that Jesus, I mean, God told him to kill the kid? Abraham. Remember Abraham? Who was it? Abraham. Oh. Isaac? What? Isaac was the kid. Oh, that was the kid name at the time? Yeah. And, oh. And God told him, hey, give up the kid. Right? Something like that. And he, he, he didn't go to court. <laughs> he didn't cry, oh, Lord, my baby. I can't give up my baby. God was more important to him what was right than the baby. And for you, the same thing will happen if you let it go. If you let it go. I got my son back because I let my son go. I realized I couldn't do it anymore. I was crazy. And once I let him go, he came back. Now I can't get rid of him. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is not one thing, one person, or one out, one out of over anything that you cannot let go. If it is, it's your first, it's your God. It's truly your God. But you got to pay attention to self to know that. So if your man want to leave, let him go. Bye. Or your woman want to leave, okay, you make that decision. Bye. Don't chase her down the road. And, and, and if you feel pain from it, know that you made that woman or man your God. And that's why you're having the ego pain. All right. Uh, yes, ma'am. And then, Frankie. Okay. So, um, you know, if you, if you love God, then you love what's right, right? I mean, your love for what's right is kind of... You don't hate yeah. The only thing that what love does is preventing you from hating. And uh-huh. when you don't hate, you don't react. Uh-huh. And when you don't react, you let it go and let it go and let it go. And he will take care of you. Okay. Well, so, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what, what my issue is. And it has to do with, you know, living in the world and the world as it is. And, and, um, and loving what's Right, and it, being able to discern, like, you can see right from wrong, you know, so you discern right from wrong. And I've been asking myself, why can't I just discern right from wrong without getting so angry and upset about it? Because that's what I, you know, I get upset about what's going on in the world, right. and I get really worked up about it. Yeah. And and I think the, the answer to why I can't just, because I see you do it, I see you discern right from wrong without being angry. Because um, I don't have any. 32 years, you would think I'd be really ticked by now, right? <laughs> I know. 
But my, I think my issue, the reason at I At some get point, it, you would have seen anger in me. And you would know <laughs> that's anger, just a lie. He's angry. The reason I think I get angry is because I can't And I used I to be a beta up. male. Uh-huh. Really, I used to get angry. Right. So. And, cause, and, and you, when you were a beta male, right? Right. And so I guess I'm... <laughs> I'm a I'm a beta I can't speak You're a beta up. Girl. My my problem is I can't speak up and I'm in so many situations where I just have to sit there and take it. Yeah. You know, I just have to sit and take it. What would happen if you spoke up in those times? If you had spoken up in those times? What what do you think would have happened? So I'm talking about like I I have a church job at the just this church that just stands for every evil thing and I have to sit there in the choir and watch this pastor lead this congregation straight to hell. Well, and what I want to do is stand up right there <laughs> in the middle of church. And I, keep, they have a right to be there if they want. What's keeping yeah. you there? Um, what's keeping me there, I mean, I, I've asked many people, I've even asked you in the past, like, should I quit this job? Because well, see, you're looking on the outside for the answer. Yeah. You can't ask me or anyone, should I quit my job? Yeah. Because you quit your job, I'm not going to feed you when you don't find another one. <laughs> I mean, You're I don't, I don't even need somebody. this job just to think survive. About it's not my main job. Just think about that. You're asking someone else, should I quit my job? Mm-hmm. How would they know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Just think about that. I have never asked anyone, should I quit my job? Mm-hmm. They don't know. And then you quit your job, they just want to talk about you. Because mm-hmm. now you want to borrow some money. Or you ain't got no food. Or you're getting drunk because now you're afraid you never get another one. And all they're going to do is talk about you. That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. People call me on the show. Oh, they said I have to take the shot in a month. If not, I'm going to lose my job. What should I do? Like I'm supposed to tell them, leave your job. Uh, have a wait and see. Have faith. Mm-hmm. That's not a normal question to ask well, another yeah, human being. I, I don't really want to focus on that question. Yeah. I want to focus on a, the issue a, of not being able to speak up. Should I stand up in the middle of church and say Oh, I know something. why you can't speak up. Why can't I speak Chris up? Chris want to tell you. Uh, well it sounds like you're having some issues yourself and you're kind of focused on them as opposed to what's going on with you so that's sort of clouding your judgment Um, that's the first the first part Uh, I would say once you deal with what's going on with you you'll easily be able to figure all these other issues. You'll be able to figure those out. You know, should you get a new job? Should you speak up, keep, keep the job and speak up? So on and so forth. Um, I would, I would say just seek first, you know, the clarity within yourself and then it'll just become clear what you need to do from there. So just think about this, just with the job thing and not being able to speak up, right? This is your job. You're at the church. You can't speak up, right? This is about you. And God said, go to your fellow man, right? You can't do it. You won't do it. There's only one reason. And Holly wanted to tell you that. 
what that one reason is. And Chris is absolutely right. You have no clarity. You can't see, right? That's for sure. But Holly wanted to tell you what that one reason that you cannot speak up. Because you're not from New Jersey. <laughs> I don't I'm really sorry. understand. <laughs> I don't understand. answer. Jesse, I don't understand the question. I'm so sorry. Why can't she speak up for herself? Well, she's not even speaking up to Satan talking in her head. So, but how... why can't she speak up? Well, she's let's not... say you're walking down the road and she walk around with Lord, should I quit my job? And she see you coming in, you have this halo over your head. She's like, Miss, 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 I see you with God. I can't speak up. What's wrong with me? And you would say. I think you already know the answer. What and is the answer? No, like quit your job. Quit your job? Oh, don't stop at this angel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nick wanted to tell you. The See, a man angel. has to answer this question. <laughs> um, you, have, uh, you have anger and you're judging them and you have that anger brings about fear and you have... I rest my case. You hate them. You hate these people, and you can't really speak up to people you hate. And it makes you do crazy things like be around them and not say what you want to say and all sorts yeah. of stuff. You have anger. And in anger, there's fear because Satan is afraid. So you have Satan's nature. You think you do because you've identified with it, right? And that's why. That's the only reason you can't speak up is because you have anger. And in anger, there's fear, doubt, worry, insecurity. No, you're angry and it's preventing you to speak up. The anger is the reason, cause and effect, right? The anger is the reason you can't speak up. And you have no love. Because if you did, you would go to them, to the person and speak up. Hey. And you'll be done with it. But it's because of the anger. And you identify with it. And in anger, there's nothing but fear, doubt, worry, uncertainty, and all that stuff. Without anger, nothing but freedom. Because you have love. Did you know that anyone who has anger is a murderer? You're a murderer. Watch out. No, and, 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 and to be a murderer means that inside of you, you're murdering yourself. You're being murdered. Conflict, worry, doubt, insecurity, fear. You're being murdered from within. And there are murderers out there jamming it out to robbing and killing, but it's inwardly, everyone who has anger is a murderer. And it's happening within you. You're a murderer. So we get home tonight and just say, oh my God, I'm a murderer. No. But stop identifying with it. Really. What? That makes sense a little bit? And stop trying to figure this out. You can't figure this out. We cannot figure out the things of God. Impossible. It must be shown in the moment. There's no way in your head at all you can figure this out. So stop it. Your mind is as far away from God's mind as Alabama is from Mommy Africa. That's how far you're far away. You're wasting your time trying to figure it out. 
Frankie had a question or a comment. And then I, my friend want to respond to the biblical question, and we got to be out of here. The time is up. Isn't that amazing? Come out of your heads, folks. Yes, Frankie. I, re- I, I tried a little experiment. Uh, you know, I was raised with uh, lots of music and the radio always on. Even my father had the news on 24 hours a day. Yeah. So I would have two radios on. Uh, even when I left the house, I'd always have the radio on. So I didn't know what it was like to come home to a quiet place. Yeah. And I tried that, and it was the weirdest feeling. You know, it's uh, yeah. it was like uh, I got to do something. I got to turn the TV on, get a drink or something, and get just drink to, so you get drunk. <laughs> but it's because my mind was racing. I've Absolutely. been racing driving my car. Now I'm racing in the house, and there was no peace anywhere. So when I came home, I for ten minutes, no radio, no TV, no. No drink, no nothing. It was a shock. Yes. And and, uh, and no TV, no phone, no computer, and it was a. The house felt empty, but that was it. Wasn't the house? It was me. That's so, deep. So so I I mean, amazing. People should try that. You know, give it a try. The only thing you have to lose is your not you. You will lose it. You must lose that life if you want to live. The ego must die. Last uh, response to the biblical question for last week. What do you call your bad decision making? What do I call it now? I, I, I um, dumb moves, but. My mind or my 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 heart has changed in the past less than a year. Or so, right before it was my emotions, my love life, my anger, you know everything. I was always felt like I was on defense, so I made drastic mistakes and decisions. But now it's if I make a bad decision, it's because I I try to have too much control of the situation. I should just. Let it go where it went. Yeah. That's what I'm figuring out now. So I, I don't have a real name for it. But are you doing a silent prayer morning and night? Now? Morning and night, in the middle of the day, and it's. Nice. And sometimes I slip at night. And I wake up at one in the morning, just yeah. for whatever reason, and I, I remember right there, and I sit up. I don't care. I, I nice, know. Man. I know my mind will go. I just know I don't want to go back to where I was. I love it. I love where I'm at now. So right I'm willing to put the time in. That's what will keep you there, to be grateful, to love living in the light. And it'll just, it'll just open up more and more and more in ways that I can't even explain. Nice. So I used to call my bad decision-making bad and stupid and whatever name I give it, right? But it's really, 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 think about it. Bad decision is like revelation. Because you can make a bad decision and learn from it. You realize, wow, what the? And you will learn from it. But if you call it, oh, I'm stupid, this is bad, this is awful, you're not going to get the revelation from it. It reminds you, it shows you what the right way to do it. So it's revelation. So stop doubting yourself when you make these bad decisions. Don't beat yourself up because it's revelation for you. 
a lot of folks don't see it that way because they judge themselves when they make a bad decision, right? So they can't see that the revelation from it. But if you really think about it, when you make a bad decision, don't you see the right way to do that or you should have done it this way, the right way? It's revelation to you. God love us. He really does. But you got to stay on the straight and narrow. I urge you to stay with the prayer. Stay with the prayer, no matter what. If the world turn away from it, fine, let them go. Don't follow the world. Become your own man, your own woman. Stop looking for physical leaders. Stay on your path. Because most people are not going to stay on the straight path. But you can stay there. Amazing, huh? Amazing. And it's so nice. His ways are easy and his, his burdens are light. He's not going to overload you. He's only going to give you what you need because you have a hard head. You won't listen. But he's still not going to weigh you down and destroy you. He's drawing you back to him. So when you do have issues, don't cry about it. Don't be calling up mama. Ma. All right? Do the silent prayer. Stay with it no matter what. If the whole world turned against you, find it. That's beautiful. Keep the straight and narrow. Uh, brand new biblical question for this week. Have Nick come in real fast. I don't even think for myself I need Nick. Uh, do you, what's the brand new, Nick? Do you? Oh, yeah. Do you, um, do you know the idea of Christ or the spirit of Christ? Yeah. Do you know the idea of Christ or the spirit of Christ? Uh-huh. I see head racing. I see your thoughts going 90 miles an hour. I felt this whirlwind go by. You want to respond to that real fast? Real fast. Do you know the idea of Christ or the spirit of Christ? At this moment, I only know the ideal of Christ. I've yet to know the spirit of Christ. Do you know the idea of Christ or the spirit of Christ? The idea. Did you know before now that you just knew the idea, not the spirit? No. Or you just realized now. I you're... just realized it when you asked. I questioned myself. Amazing. Isn't that an amazing biblical question? Smoke on it. I am so out of time. Thank you for an amazing fellowship. I really, it helped me a lot. So thank you. Uh, thank you all out there. Don't forget we had a counseling service, the best counseling service on this side of heaven. We are, uh, oh, is there a women's meeting tonight? I mean, this week. Yeah. The ladies formed this Thursday night at 7 p.m. For ladies only, no drag queens, no transgenders, no men that think they're a woman, no Bruce Jenners. If Bruce takes his dress off, he can come to the men's meeting. <laughs> Or, yeah, come to the man me brew for night in the dress. Wear your pantsuit. Um, thank you for your support. Uh, stay with the prayers. Keep on the straight and narrow. It'll blow your mind, folks. Stay with it. Uh, anything else? Nothing else? Okay, so ladies, I'll see you Thursday night. And then uh, thank you for your support, folks. Don't forget to donate to Barn. 
to encourage and all that good stuff. Have a good one. I appreciate it. Thank you all so much. <laughs>